Welcome to season six of Community. Uganda has one of the youngest populations in the world, and we at SeedSource are cognizant of this fact. So, for the next three months, we will feature young people between the ages of 16 and 35 who are rallying time, talent, and treasure to solve problems and push social agenda in their communities. Good morning, I'm called Peace Kadondi and I work at SivSource in the philanthropy department. We are very excited and happy to be speaking with you this morning because we've, how we found you is that you, some people who know the work that you do gave us your name. So that's how we got in touch, yeah, in touch with you. So we're really looking forward to this conversation and just learning more about the the work that you do, the giving that you do, um, any challenges that you faced, any of the highlights, you know, very exciting things that are happening. And of course, to get to know Brownie a little bit as well, right? Because we can't, we can't be talking about all of these things without understanding who Brownie is, what's her motivation and where she's coming from to do the work that she's doing around giving in her community. Very excited to be here, and I, I think I called my donor. I'm humbled um, that I was recommended, and yeah, I'd love to have this conversation with you and also get to know more about what you do too. So at SivSource, we are a philanthropy uh, support organization. We say that we are the nexus between uh, philanthropy and civil society. So we are very, 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 very passionate about African philanthropy. And what that means is that Africans are givers and the way we give is through our time, our talent and our treasure. It's not a conventional definition of philanthropy, which when you ask most people, they'll tell you, you know, when you would ask people, are you, do you who, which who's the philanthropist you know? Most people will tell you like Bill Gates. That's usually the instinct, right? It's usually somebody foreign, probably white, and, and they have lots and lots and lots of money that they then give away, sort of like excess, to people who don't have as much as they do. But as if we found that Africans are inherently givers. And the way we give, like I said, is of our time, our talent, and our treasure. My favorite example as a demonstration of, of the fact that we are naturally givers as Africans is that when you go to visit your grandparents, usually you will leave your grandparents home with some kind of food. Very few people visit grandparents and leave empty-handed. When friends lose a loved one, Africans come together. We even have words in our local languages for the money that we give when someone has lost a relative or a dear friend. We contribute to weddings. It's interesting that Africans think it's normal to contribute to people's weddings. But when you go to other parts of the world, that's a very foreign concept. So we want to promote not just the culture of giving, but the strength that that giving is able to, the strength that that giving has to develop our communities and our countries, that if Africans came together with our giving, however big or however small, we are able to change our own communities, we're able to change society, we're able to solve our own problems. And so when we hear about young people like you who have identified an issue and are saying, I'm going to do something about that issue and I'm going to find other people, my friends, my classmates, my peers, my workmates, my family members to do something about it, that excites us. 
and 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 so it fits into the bigger narrative that we are able to use our own giving to solve our own problems right so that's who we are at sieve source and i guess just to start us off who is brownie what does brownie do where did brownie get the the idea to start the book project i'm really looking forward to hearing about that what was the motivation and how when did it start how is it going my name is brownie ebal i am a lawyer by profession i am 28 years old i got the idea about kitsabu in my last year of law school i had been in various organizations in my school uh, one was isec and the other was rotaract as a university of dar es salaam in tanzania Ronnie, you and i went to the same university that was such a random thing <laughs> going we'll we'll keep go- well, that conversation will will continue afterwards yes no that's 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 such oh. a interesting um, thing to find out <laughs> okay now I'm, i'm i'm more excited i'm like yo <laughs> so i was in both organizations in isec and in in rotaract i love charity i've always loved charity like from a young age i've been told to give and yeah but one of my dreams was actually to start an ngo but i thought you needed like so much money to be able to do that or to even impact people so i thought i'm in school i'm studying i'm doing all these things yeah but i liked going for like various conferences leadership from like even my form 5 i was in leadership uh, courses i was a prefect and yeah so in that regard i went for a leadership training which is basically the un youth assembly in the united nations because i really want to work in the united nations and they were giving various testimonies about different people doing different things so one of the testimonies was from a girl who was i think 16 and she had a pencil foundation and she was basically collecting pencils and donating them to in quotes africa I asked I asked one of the people like where in Africa is this and no one really had an answer so I was confused as like you can't donate to like the whole Africa pencils we surely have pencils and then yes, also we her- do yes we do <laughs> <laughs> and then in her speech she talked about how she started in a small way and I was like okay if this lady who is 16 can do this and i am 23 i think i was, i think i was 23 at the time what am i doing with my life surely i can donate if she can donate pencils then surely i can donate something so that also changed my perspective because i had gone thinking that i can't do much i need so much money to do something and this this young girl was literally donating pencils and everyone was clapping so i was like no surely we're not that bad off and then when i came back i told my friend about it and i was wondering how do we how do we go about this and what can we do so i went back home and i was thinking and then i looked at like our library our library at home had so many books and most of the books we were no longer using i realized also there were some books which had like the same book had three editions the first second and third like uh, the social studies book the atlases the dictionaries 
So I asked my mom, what are we doing with these things? And she's like, they're just there. I was like, okay, um, is it possible for us to donate these books to other people? And she said, yeah, let me sort them out and I'll see what to do. Then I told my friend, I told her, help me identify a school that you think is needy. Then she went around her area and then she, she identified a school. And then we asked them what books they would want. They told us from there, I asked my relatives to give us any books that they had that were extra. So I went to about three houses and then we did our first donation in 2014. We had 76 books, 11 charts, Manila paper, um, some toys for the kids, and then also scholastic materials. When we held pencils. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, from there we held our donation. I brought together some friends and I told them about the idea. And they were excited. And we went and did, uh, the school received us. We talked to the head teacher, she was there. We talked to the students, just basically encouraging them to stay in school and to focus. So was that yeah. all, so all the 70 plus books went to one school? Yes, they went to uh, one At that first time. Oh, okay. Was this in your area? Was this where you live? The area where you live? No, it was at my, where my friend lives. So it was in Kirinya. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it was in Kirinya. Uh, next to, I think, Berger, that side. So the okay. school was St. Joseph's Primary School in Kirinya. The other thing I realized from the conference was that there are people doing so many things, uh, like you said, and there's not a lot of um, content out there of what they have done. They have not documented, they have not taken pictures, they have not shared videos, they have not written stories. Mm-hmm. It's just there. So... That was the one thing I picked from there because when she said pencils, I was like, really? Other people have done more. So when that happened, we just blew it up on Facebook. Basically, on my profile, we created a Facebook account. Then I posted in basically very many different groups. Hmm. So that was 2014. Yes. So 76 um, books, textbooks. Yes. Yes. And now 2021 you know, that's, that's, that's some time, you know, that's a couple of years. Yes. What's been the journey like, right? What's been the journey like from that one school with a few friends? And I think I, I, I think I, I heard you say you, you, you went to three houses and yes. asked for um, textbooks that were not being used and, and people were willing. <laughs> Imagine yeah. that people were willing to give you textbooks they were not using. And so you, you, you started this drive. Um, mm. with, with with friends and family. So mm. what's been the journey to 2021? Um, the journey to 21 has been yeah. long. Just some highlights. Yeah, just some uh, highlights. Just... <laughs> okay, um, I think the main things were one, uh, because I'm a lawyer, the first thing I did was I have to get this registered. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we had to register the, comp- the NGO. Uh, that took about three months. It was hectic because we needed permission. And at some point, we actually wanted to quit because it's a very long process. You have to go to the LC1, the LC1, go to the LC2, LC3, LC4, LC5, then the RDC. Then it's, it's so long. Then you have to get a recommendation from the ministry. And at some point, we're like, why are we doing this? 
And I was like, no, we have to do this so that uh, the entity can grow in itself. I don't want it to die with me. I want it to live beyond me. Yeah. So that process in itself was hectic because you had to also give some money to the different people to sign for you. And moving from place to place was also hard. Then also our our other challenge, but we're able to overcome that because we had a goal. Uh, the challenge that we faced was, like you've said, the mentality of people was it has to be a, a white person. Actually went to an interview. We're trying to seek a donation from a company. And they told us, um, someone actually asked me, are you sure you're the people who, who are running this organization? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, there's no white person running the organization. Mm-hmm. I was like, no. <laughs> but your girls. Uh, why why are you doing this that mm-hmm. makes sense that's we are girls that's why we are doing this because we believe education is for all and all of us should benefit so that that mentality was also shut in the door so we have had different partnerships that has helped us grow right now we have donated 111,000 books oh my goodness that is incredible yeah. Yeah, <laughs> to 28 um, schools, yeah, both primary and secondary across the country, which is the north. Our thing was to also have our coverage everywhere, which is the north, the central, the west, and the east. Okay. No, that's, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. Well done. Well done. And you're still going. You're not, you know, that's, you, you're not done. <laughs> No, we're not. So you, you mentioned something about partnerships. Who's been your who's yeah. been your partners along the along the way? Read to Grow, Netherlands. I was working, I was doing an internship with the International Criminal Court. And one of my bosses had a friend who was into philanthropy, and then she connected me. Okay, we worked together to make a video and then we partnered with Read to Grow. They gave us 10,000 books. So that really boosted um, the donation of the books. We've worked with MK Publishers. We have worked with National Water and Storage Corporation. And, um, M- MK Publishers, the Uganda Publishing House. Yes, the Uganda Publishing House. We've worked with Pepsi, Pepsi Uganda, Apple Kids Nursery School, NTV. We appeared on NTV sometime. A new vision. Yeah, I think those are it. Okay. Are all those partnerships the same? Do they, I, I imagine that the, the relationships would be a bit different. So yes, I'd be interested to know, yeah, I'd be interested to know how those relationships work to help you get to this 11,000, uh, 1,100,000 uh, books to your 26 uh, schools. Okay. Basically, the partnerships... MK Publishers gives us a discount. We buy books from them and then they also give us free books. Individual donors also have been helpful whereby they have donated money and also donated their books. That has Mm -hmm. been through door-to-door fundraisers. We have gone door-to-door in like Naguru and in Tinder and people have given us their books. NTV and New Vision. Uh, New Vision first published our story and then NTV interviewed us and that helped with publicity. New Vision has also been publishing some of our various stories. It published a big one, then 
also have various donations. Apple Kids is where we currently are. They give us free rent, basically, to have our offices okay. there. Okay. Um, Nabisunsa, we were able to go to the school and collect books from the students, urge them to donate the excess books that they have instead of throwing them away. Uh, we also had, though this was informal, we had... Um, we went around like UCU, UCU Law School, because I had friends there. They also donated. And then we okay. have also partnered. There was a church we partnered with in Entebbe. We also had like a fundraising uh, ch- a car wash. And then, yeah, the money that was collected was able to help us purchase books. Then uh, the, most, the other recent one was with National Water under the SWAS clubs where we gave them books and then they distributed the books to the various schools that they partner with. This is exciting, Brownie. It really is exciting. And between Madonna and I, our hugest excitement is that all of this is happening, being done by Ugandans. It's, it's with, with the exception of one foreign donor or support, Everybody else that you've mentioned, Madonna and I, like we, we recognize those names. We recognize Nabisons Girls School. We recognize New Vision. We, we recognize MK Publishers because, you know, they, they basically publish all of Uganda's textbooks, mostly anyway. So it's, it's great to see that there's the, the, the possibility for, for partnerships, for giving, for collaboration towards giving within our community is possible. It, we're not, we're not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not a figment of our imagination. <laughs> it's actually something that's possible. It's something that's practical. And I guess we just need to make up our minds about it. Yeah, I'd like us to talk about two things before we, we get to the end of, of, our, of our conversation. One is the schools that you go to. How do you find them? What's what's the what's the relationship? Do you go back? You know, do you give books continuously, or you 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 give a one-time donation? What's what what's that like? And then the second thing is around communications, which I thought was very very interesting, and we'll come to that just after the, the school's identification process. Um, okay, so. Our target base are UPE and USE schools. That's our main target base. So we first go and visit the school, talk to the head teachers, see if they have a challenge in books. And then we identify what books they need. And then from there, we see whether we actually have the books that are in store. And then we publicize and get people to donate to that specific School. Yes, uh, we work with a lot. Uh, the dis the DEOs mm, invite mm, them to the mm. events. The DEO, the LC, the PTA, we invite them to the events because we believe the leaders should be there and the collaboration should be seen and witnessed. And when you have the blessing of the lead, the local leaders in that in the society, uh, their partnership can easily continue. Because yeah. maybe if the head teacher changes, when you go, you can still talk to the LC or people who attended the event. Who this is, this actually happened? Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. from there, then we invite to an event. 
So that means that you work with the same schools um, more than once. Yeah, yes, some have been more than once uh, okay. because we have we have we have had twenty eight donation events and then twenty six donations. So there are two schools where we have worked more than once, mainly okay. because we're able to get like fast grades from our donations. And yes, and the books that were there were also relevant to them. So we can go back to the school more than once. We do M&E where we've worked with, oh, we have also worked with United Partnerships, which is a local NGO here. And they have given us, uh, they've helped with the M&E at some point where they would go to the different schools and talk to the students, talk to the head teachers to ensure that the books that they're getting are relevant and what more can be done to help. We have also touched schools with special needs, that is Uganda School of the Deaf, where most of the donations were more picture, picture books and chats, things that would help the kids um, understand better because their reading is a bit slower. Okay. I like that in there, there's even children with special needs and it's not, it's, um, you're catering for differently abled uh, students as well. Oh yeah, one of the criteria we use to, to see from UPE and USE can be schools that have had disasters. So we had a donation to Bulembia Primary School in Kasese, which uh-huh. was swept off by floods. Then also we have donated to um, schools that were displaced by the LRA war. At that time, they had to mm. run away from their classes and stuff. Uh-huh. And then now they've come back and resettled. So we have also donated to those schools. Then also those in slum areas. Great. I mean, I like that this is, it's, it's, you've thought it out. <laughs> and I guess the years have helped you refine it as you go and it will get better even, yeah, as you, as you, as you keep going. You said something at the beginning that really struck me. You said you wanted the organization to outlast you that even if you are not there, it would keep going. So I like that you, you're creating you know, some kind of systems to help the processes run. And so even if Browning was, was not there uh, 20, 50 years from now, those systems can keep the institution going and, and the giving going. Browning, enough, few minutes left. I want to shift slightly to communications. You've mentioned videos, Facebook posts, Facebook groups, all of that. And for some people, you know, they're doing really good work. They're giving to their communities, you know, but nobody sort of either we don't know about them or we don't know what they're doing because communication is not, we, we don't see it, right? We don't see it. And we're living in a time when if, if, it, if it's not captured online, you know, if it's not captured in some kind of video, it didn't happen. So how has that boosted the work for, I guess, for your team and, and also for, for the children that you work with? What's been the impact of your communications um, on, on, on the work that you're doing? I think one of the reasons we, we set up Kitabu was 
to change the mindset and the perspective of Ugandans, the Ugandan youth in particular, and also the old. One was to show that the youth can do something. The youth can use whatever resources that they have. And no one can tell you that I do not have resources. You do. You just have to look for them. People you know are resources. It does not have to be financial. So if you share a post, if you like a picture, if you comment on something, if that comment and that like, someone else who's like your friend will see it or it will be a notification somewhere. And that small Mm -hmm. impact is going to help spread the news. So through that communication, one, we're able to get more volunteers. So many people kept asking how do we join how do we help how do we uh, do this so we got right now we're at 40 volunteers so when when we need when there's a project like we want to donate here and there uh, they come together and then those who are available we work on that project and see how to ensure that the donation is a success that 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 already magnifies because now even when I share on my status, I have a following of people who look at my status. You when mm-hmm. you share also that's another following. So you you are attracting a different group. Yeah. Uh, through also yeah. the sharing on on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, we are able to regain some people just inboxing and saying, "Oh, I have books here. Come and get them." I have mm-hmm. this here. Come and do this. How do I help you? Oh, I know a friend in Rotary, Kavale. They can help you do this. You get so that mm. eases your networking because they see what is there and they say it is possible. Two, there's accountability to your the people who donate. The biggest yeah. issue I think with us is that we we've I don't know if we are taught to feel shy when you do something good. I don't know. So you you just be like, ah, no, it's automatic. That like you feel like it's automatic. You'll know the accountability helps because someone says that my one pencil. Oh, I've seen this the kid holding my one pencil. So they feel proud to be a part of it. Yeah. And yeah. They will want to give more. When you're trying to get bigger people to invest in you and put a higher resource, higher magnitude of resource. The first thing they're going to do is to check out what you've done and is it what are you what you're saying is it true or you're just telling us a story this is true so, <laughs> yeah. so they usually get like background checks to see what have they been doing uh, which other people have agreed to this so these pictures and the posting um, get a bigger following brownie it, it's so good to hear a story of of someone who's who embodies what we are trying to do, what we are doing at CIPSOS, what we want people to rally around, what we want people to begin thinking like. <laughs> it's great to hear, it's great to hear young people, young people doing the things that we hope as a nation we will be able to, to rally around. So just as we, we close, but one of the things that we do at CIPSOS is that every year we hold a gathering of givers. This year's gathering is going to be on the 30th of September. That, that date, that's the date that the gathering happens. And um, I'd like to extend um, the invitation to you. It will be on social media because that's where people live these days. And please save the date, save the date. We will send you information going forward about the event 
but you are most certainly one of Uganda's givers. And so we would like you to, to come and participate um, at the gathering. The other space that we hold is the Philanthropy Forum of Uganda. Again, we're on social media. Let, let's, let's keep the conversations going because we are better together. We are building a movement of, of, of givers and we are definitely better together. Anything that you'd like, people who are going to listen, people who are going to listen to the podcast, what would you like us to take away at the end, at the end of, of, of this conversation? One thing that I've learned in life is that um, you're never too young to do certain things. You're never too young to make an impact you can make a difference in someone's life and you can change it. I believe in a lot of positivity. So I'd encourage everyone there to be positive with life. Look for the good in people. Look for the good in your society. And like you've said, change the narrative of our country. If we change our narrative, the way the world looks at us and the way we look at ourselves will change and we will make our country a better place to live in and don't give up. Never give up. Obstacles will come. You'll be stressed, but don't give up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brownie. Thank you for being our first guest this season. <laughs> really? And yes. People who are I listening to us, <laughs> thank you for, for <laughs> starting the season. And my hope is that it will be as exciting the rest of, uh, of, of this season, this quarter. Thank you, Brownie Ebal. And our best wishes to you. May your foundation, may your project um, organization outlast you. <laughs>